Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning on this 19th day of November, which is the 11th month of 2023. Hey, y'all, we only got the rest of this month and next month of 2023, and then we'll be in 2024, unless you're part of the fiscal year, then you already started October, and this is the second month in 2024, so it really depends on what calendar and how you um, celebrate New Year's. Of course, I get two New Year's, one October and one January, so I thank God for having two two, um, New Year's each year. I'm going to turn the program over to Minister Sylvia so that she can pray for us and pray with us and to definitely pray for this program because I'm going to be sharing a personal um, testimony that I pray will help someone else. And it may not, but if it doesn't, if it just helps one and that one is me, then I say to God be the glory. I pray that the word on today delivers, set free, and even wakes up. Minister Sylvia, can you pray for us and with us? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, everyone, for starting your day off with Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. We will start off repenting and asking God to forgive us of every sin, knowingly and unknowingly. We ask God daily to forgive us for daily sinning against him. God, we ask you to open up our hearts, our minds, our ears, and our eyes to receive and hear what the woman of God is ministering to us on today, God. Let your word, your message, abide and abound. Let it fall where it may. God, give us the strength to accept what you're saying. God, it's time for a change. It's time for a change in us concerning you, concerning your word, concerning how we live in this world to let people see us, God. As we receive your word, God, let us daily apply it to our lives. Let us hide it in our hearts that we may not sin against you, that we may remember what was said, that we may remember how we felt when it was said and how we said, but God, I want to love you every day. Let us remember that without you, nothing is possible, but with you, all things are possible. And God, what we're asking you right now is to make it possible that everything that's said, we can receive it with or without tears, with an open heart, with a closed heart, we ask you to open our hearts that we will see it, receive it. God, we just want you to protect our families, our homes. God, protect us, our health, our mind, our strength, each and every one of us, oh God. Let us continually ask you for your help. Let us continually ask you for your deliverance. Let us Continually come before you, God, with every need. God, for when we don't know what to say, God, we just ask you to listen to our hearts. Listen to our hearts, oh God. 
because our heart cannot lie to you. No mind, no the heart but you, O oh God. And we put our heart in your hands before you, God. God, thank you for Smile 3E. Let Smile 3E continue on many, many years, Lord, for a lifetime. Let our seed, seed, continue on with Smile 3E to do what it was called to do, God. For we know it's your will, your way, oh God. Bless every listener. Bless the family of every listener. God, we apply this word on today for the rest of our lives. Cover, cover, cover. Cover Minister Margo as she's continually healing. Cover Pastor Servant Troy Thomas as he's continually healing. Cover Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser as she is healing. God, for every listener, every minister that's associated with Psalm 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, in their families, God, we ask you to cover, bless, and meet the need. God, anything that I forgot to pray, God, blame it to my head and not my heart. God, for I put every weight, every care, everything on the altar before you and ask you, God, to break Set free, deliver, heal, and bring forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, I know I'm going to lose a whole bunch of you on this first word. So I go ahead and obey God, and to God be the glory. Cheat slash cheating. You'll notice at the end of cheat, it says eat, E-A-T. The last part of eating is in the word cheating. And cheat or cheating is an act of dishonesty or unfairly in order to gain an advantage. It also means especially in a game or an examination to deceive or to trick It means to avoid the luck or the desirable um, outcome of someone who has the skills or um, an undesirable outcome for someone that doesn't. It also means to be sexually unfaithful. And remember, I'm talking about me, so stay with me. Someone will say she always cheats or he always cheats. Someone might even say that, oh, they are. They cheat in everything that they do. Someone might say, why didn't you tell me that my partner was cheating on me? And it's similar to words, swindle, defraud, deceive, trick, dupe, hoodwink, double cross, gall, shortchange, exploit, take advantage of, victimize, rip off, con, bamboozle, rob, fleece, commit adultery, be unfaithful, stray, two-time somebody, play up around on someone. Well, on yesterday, these are my examples of cheat and cheating. I was not feeling well. I actually had a very severe bout of uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and I hadn't had that in a while. And I realized that it was connected to me cheating on my rest. It was 
connected to a condition that they uh, diagnosed me with called sleep apnea. I realized that because I had not been resting and I was going here and there and there and here, that I my body was weak. And so I began to have not just cramps, excruciating cramps, but a type of constipation, diarrhea that was coming out of one end that was also projectile coming out of another one. So I don't know if you ever was at a three-point line and you needed to use everything that was in you to shoot the ball so that you could uh, hit that three-pointer. Well, yesterday I was vomiting so till I was hitting three-pointers all over the place. And it was projectile, and I had my garbage can and my garbage bag in the right position so that I could hit it every time. And then it made me think about how I felt cheated on when I was told that my uh, goddaughter was having a baby shower. And we've been talking about this baby shower for quite a while. And they decided to have it uh, on a date that's not feasible for me. And I felt cheated. Because this is my goddaughter now. Uh, you've been cheating on me a long time with her. I mean, I don't get to do this. I don't get to do that with her. And now I don't get to be there for her baby shower. And I don't get to be there for her. And it made me think about my grandbabies and the things that I have to go through just to see and spend time with my grandbabies. And I realized, okay, well, there's a way around that because I can just see videos or talk to them on the phone. But I don't even get to do that. So I was like, Man, I'm still feeling cheated on. And I thought about my past relationships and how this one dude I was dating um, uh, became engaged to somebody else who uh, bought the ring and all of that. And I was like, okay. And I thought about all these relationships that I had versus having a continual relationship with God and how many times I cheated on God. And then I thought about how I was, cheating on my classwork and and uh, my work because I was trying to rob Peter to pay Paul because I wasn't sleeping, but yet I needed to do my homework, but yet I needed to be able to get up for work, but yet I needed to heal from my sister's murder. And I was just cheating, 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 eating away at the very relationships with others, with God, instead of drawing nearer to God instead of drawing closer to God, instead of catapulting my my feelings and my uh, very existence into a more intense place with God, and, and that how this would bless me in a way that I would uh, beyond anything that could ever hinder me again. And I said, God, I feel cheated on. And he said, well, daughter, that's what sin does. Ah, get out of my sight. Sin is an immoral act that is considered to be a transgression against the divine law that is not conforming to the accepted standards of morality. It's an immoral act. It's a wrong. It's a wrongdoing. It's an act of evil and wickedness. It's an error. It's a fall from grace. It's an ungodliness. It's a blasphemy. It's a sacrilege. It's a profanation. It's a desecration. See, when we commit sins against God, there's a break in the law. There's a break in our behavior. That's us going astray from God. So as I was feeling cheated on, God wanted me to know that as I felt 
these things were sins in my life. I had that many of these things were maybe things that were happening to me, whether they were negligent or on purpose or not, that they were pulling me away from him. See, I used to pray every morning for hours and hours. I'm not talking about the the prayers that I, I, I still do, but I mean I used to dedicate these times to God. And he said, okay, well, let's talk about some of the sins that pulled people away. And I said, God, just what? And he brought up envy and gluttony and lust and anger and greed and pride and sloth, which is laziness and adultery and fornication. You know, those things that pulled me away from God, those things that caused me to cheat on God. And I said, well, God, for some of your doubts shall not. And I must caveat this. If you take something from today to use it in another message, don't cheat on God. Make sure you give him credit for mentioning this in this message on today instead of acting like you just got it. Give God his glory. Give God his uh, uh, praise and let people know where you got the word that he gave you on today or tomorrow or the next day or the next day about the things that were eating away at your relationship with God. He said you shall have no other God before me. That's the first commandment. We're talking about idolatry, holding supreme, sovereign things that are most important in your life and letting them be more important than God. You know, we're so busy doing this and busy doing that and, and, and taking care of this and taking care of that. Well, yesterday my sister had asked me for a simple thing to take pictures. Well, guess what? I was so weak and I was so sick. Until I couldn't. I couldn't even take a picture because I had been cheating my body out of the rest that it needed. I had been cheating my body out of the nutrition that it needed. And so my body said, "Uh uh-huh, you robbed me of this, you robbed me of that. I'm going to rob you of what you need. So I ended up, you know, like I said, projectile vomiting, diarrhea, so much cramp, until I rested the whole day away. But it was a positive thing because because I was so busy, 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 busy doing this, busy doing that, I forgot to give God his time. I didn't wake up in the morning giving God the prayer that I usually give him because I was busy meeting someone here and meeting someone there. Another Ten Commandments. Like I said, this is my testimony, and I pray that it helps somebody. You shall make no idols. That's a a disgrace, a disgrace to God to make him think that we have to make something that looks like him. God's a jealous God. He's against false things uh, that are infinite uh, to him, that uh, allows us to put our heart on that particular thing. There are people creating various images of loved ones and uh, various images and memories uh, or memorials of people as long as those things don't become your God, as long as that thing, that person, that situation hasn't become your God. Another Ten Commandments, you shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain and dishonor God or his name. 
How many people have gone upstairs and they got to their last breath, they couldn't make it, or they fell downstairs, and they called on the name of Jesus? How many people stumped their toe and they called on the name of Jesus? How many people were in a conversation and they said, Jesus, or they called on the name of Jesus? Or they said, the man upstairs, or the, the higher being. Oh, my, my, my. His name is Jesus. His name is Jehovah. His name is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. you got plenty of names you could call him by. Don't be calling him the man upstairs or the higher being. How dare you? My God, my God. Then another one, keep the Sabbath day holy. Work six days and rest. How many of us are so busy that we're not physically giving rest? Mm, I'm about to hit you hard right now because God told me to. How many aren't getting spiritual rest? Many of us are getting a whole bunch of physical rest here and there and there and here with our little nap. But how many of us aren't getting a spiritual rest? That memorial time set aside for God. That memorial to God for everything that he created and gave you in your life your talents, your wealth, your body. Mm. This is a test of your willingness to recognize your creator at all times. This is only a test. And then the siren goes off. This is only a test. Are you resting Physically and spiritually. Let me put my hand up. Guilty. It's me, Lord. It's me, Lord. Like they said, if anybody needs prayer, it's me, Lord. If anybody needs to repent and confess, it's me, Lord. Not my brother, not my sister, not my mother, not my father, not my cousin, not my uncle, not my niece, not my nephew. It's me, Lord. Honor your father and your mother. There's another Ten Commandments, the fifth one, then honor your parents. Ephesians 6 and 2 says, the Apostle Paul says, the first commandment with promise is this. This is the one that says to honor and respect your parents. They're your first example of authority that you ever have in your life, whether it was a C-section or whether it was a vaginal birth, the first person that conceived you in their womb was your mother and your father played a part of that. Many of us need to go back to our parents, and many of us it's too late. We need to go back to them and apologize for every time we disrespected them, for every time we didn't honor them, for every time we put something else before them, for every time we were disobedient, for every time we disrespected them, every time we were not helpful to them. Because, see, every day is Mother and Father's Day. We don't get time off. So we are the people that need to honor and respect and appreciate our parents for giving us our identity through the grace of God. See, disobedience to a parent is an, it's, it's a sign of the last days, and that's all you see. Someone wrote on Facebook a while ago, 
answering an adult person when a child says, what? Huh? It's disrespectful. Sign of the latter day. Your mama call you, your daddy call you, and you and you got an attitude. And you don't even realize you got an attitude. You're, yeah. Huh? Okay, they ask you to do something and you act like they've asked you for your uh, last whatever. And even if they did, it's a sign of the last day because of the disrespect and the dishonor that you give. The small thing, the small thing, sign of the last day. And then what we're seeing all over Chicago and all over the world, thou shall not murder. How many people are murdering people? like my sister Sheila? How many people take vengeance into their own hands? How many people think they're the king that kills their very brother Abel because of that disrespect that Cain gave to God? Yes, that's what I said. Disrespect. Dishonor. Because see, Abel gave God the first fruit, not some of the fruit, the first fruit, because Abel took care of the flock and Cain took care of the soil. So when God was given a sacrificial offering from Abel, read the word, it says he gave him the first horn of his flock. It says that he gave him the fat portion from the firstborn of his flock. But it says Cain brought him some of the fruit. It doesn't say Cain brought him some fruit from his first fruit. It just says he brought him some. So then God showed favoritism towards Abel because Abel did what was right. See, God said to Cain, Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face the downcast? He said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will not be, if you do, let me read this again. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door, desires to have you but you must rule over it. Isn't that what Jesus said to Peter? He says the enemy wants to sift you as we. So now Cain in his trickery tricks his brother, and he says, hey, Abel, let's go out to the field, making him think, you know, we're going out to your area. He's deceiving him. He didn't say, you know, let's go out to my 
flock. He said, let's go out to your field. Let's go out to the field, which is remember where Abel has his fruit and his things that is growing for God. But while they're in the field, Cain not only attacks his brother, but he kills him. How many people have been deceived, bamboozled, cheated out of doing where they were going for somebody to take their lives? How many people on their way to the store or to work where have been robbed or, or in their very homes and been robbed? How many people have hurt people on purpose and ended up killing them? because of their deceitfulness, because of their jealousy and covetousness. Well, here's another one. You shall not commit adultery, sin against, or within the body that God created for you. I've committed adultery many times. I was sexually immoral with someone that was not my husband. Mm-hmm. That's right. I told you. This this is me being transparent. I mean, I'm a single parent. I wasn't a single parent because I, you know, ate a watermelon seed. But I was sexually immoral. First Corinthians six seventeen through nineteen says, But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in the spirit. That was what I was supposed to be. It says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin is a man, he commits it outside his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. You know, the body that God created. You know, the body that God uh, blew his breath into and gave life. You know, the body that it says when you unite with the Lord, you become one with him, that body. And then it goes on to say, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? The Holy Spirit is in there. My God, who you have received, you are not your own. Mm-hmm. Romans 7, 1 to 3 says, do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives. For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law that binds her to him. So then if she has sexual relations with another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if Her husband dies. She is released from the law and is not an adulteress if she marries another man. So, my brothers and sisters, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, that you may belong to another, to him who has raised you from the dead in order that you might bear fruit of God. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions arose the law, were at work in us so that we bore fruit for death. But now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve 
in the new way of the spirit, not in the old way, but of the written code. So see, we talk about Christ being our husband, you know, when we're single. So all of the times I've cheated on him, but yet God's forgiven me. Another commandment, thou shalt not steal. There's a variety of demonstrations of thievery in this world, pickpocketing, purse snatching, people stealing from widows, their homes, their money, their, a woman's virginity. You know, some people just go around stealing women's virginity, saying, I'm going to marry you, I'm going to do this and that. Or people stealing money that was set aside for their children's trust funds or education. The robberies of the banks and the stores, the burglaries, the stick-ups, the industrial type of uh, stealing, embezzlement, fraud, waste, neglect, stealing one's belongings, stealing someone's good name, their reputation by way of defamation or more. That person, whether stealing someone's friend, you didn't really want to be their friend, but you didn't want them to have that person as a friend. Now let's talk about another thou shall not. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. How many deprive someone of their very rights through bribery and forgery or suggesting things that are contrary to the truth? Libel, slander, backbiting. Yes, backbiting. False witness. Gossiping is false witness. Negative stories are lying stories. Obscene, prejudiced jokes and Comments about someone, mm-hmm. false witness, negativity, things that will impact someone, have a bad influence on the outcome of things. Revelations 22 and 15 says, whoever loves and practices a lie will be outside the gates of the new Jerusalem. Revelations 21 and 27 says, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And then our very last one. Been there, done that. I've broken all these commandments. You shall not covet. Exodus 20 and 15 says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor their male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is in your neighbors. How many of you have coveted someone's car, their wardrobe, their hairstyle, their jewelry, their job, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I'm going to go over uh, some of these things that man has considered a sin, and they even use scripture to back it up. It's about 87 of them, almost 100. So that means I'm only 13 short of what man has considered sin. We already talked about adultery. That's infidelity, unfaithfulness to a spouse or sexual partner or disbelief or religion or a violation of a sexual exclusivity. You're supposed to be in an exclusive relationship with someone. That was Exodus 20 and 14. Some people say anger is a sin. Anger with one's brother, arrogance, bitterness, blasphemy, boasting. Brutality, brother, going to law against another brother, carousing, conceit, coveting, cowardice, deceit, defrauding, denying Christ, desiring praise of men, disobedience to parents, division, divorce, drinking parties, drunkenness, eating the bread or drinking the cup of unworthily, anonymity, envy, evil thoughts, false witnesses, 
fathers provoking their children to wrath. Because remember, the word says you're not. See, I'm not giving you the scriptures with these, but there are scriptures with them. Because even provoking your children to wrath is Colossians 3 and 21. Fearfulness is Matthew 10, 26 and 28. Filthiness is Ephesians 4 and 3. Fleshliness is 1 Corinthians 3 and 3. Foolishness is Mark 7 and 22 and Titus 3 and 3. Foolish talking is Ephesians 5 and 4. Fornication or sexual immorality is Mark 7 and 21. Matthew 15 and 19, 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to take my breath. And 6 and 9, Col- uh, Colossians 5 and 19. Not Colossians, but Colossians. Colossians. Greed, lusting, lust, haters of God, hatred, homosexuality, 1 Corinthians 6 and 10, 1 Timothy 1 and 10, Romans 1, 26 and 27, hypocrisy, idolatry, immorality, impurity, jealousy, jesting, judging, knowing to do good but not doing it. But yet judging as a man and woman of God, we're supposed to reprove and rebuke, and people call it judging all the time. Not judging, it's rebuking and reproving. So whether you want to call it judging, that's between you and God. Because what it sounds like is happening, God has convicted you, and the devil is allowing you to walk in that condemnation. That's a whole other message. Knowing to do good but doing wrong, laying up treasures on those legal matters in court, living for pleasure, lovers of self, loving another person more than God. Ooh, can I I say that again? Loving another person more than Jesus. Loving another person more than God. Loving another person. We have loved not only people more than God. We've loved things. We've loved places. Uh, And can I back it up? Matthew 10 and 37, Luke 14 and 26. Lusting after a woman. Mm. I can throw in there lusting after a man, lying, malice, man praying and prophesying with their head mm, covered. First Corinthians eleven four and sixteen. Murder, Revelation twenty one and eight, Mark seven and twenty one, five and twenty one, ten and nineteen, nineteen and eighteen, Luke eighteen and twenty, Romans one and twenty nine. First Peter 3 and 15, 4 and 15, and 19. There's scripture to go out here with all of this. Murmuring and complaining, pride, prostitution, quarrels, reveling, sexuality, slander, sorcery, speaking against the Holy Spirit, blasphemy. We talked about that. Stealing, strife, quarreling, swearing under oath. Mm. Or swearing an oath. How many of us have made a vow and not kept it? Quindling, thievery, that thief, treachery. Unbelief, lack of faith, James 1 and 6, Mark 9 and 24, Hebrews 3, chapter 12 and 19, verses 1 Timothy 5 and 8, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 14 through 17, 7 and 13, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, Titus 1 and 15, Revelation 21 and 8, unforgiveness, my, 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 my. We've been hearing a lot of people teaching about this, not just on Smile 3E, but just in general. Ungodliness, ungratefulness, my, my, my. How many times have we forgot to tell God thank you? Thank you for the breath I breathe. Thank you for 
the car that I drive. Thank you for the home that I live in. Second Timothy three and two, Romans one and twenty two, Luke six and thirty five two. I mean second Timothy three and two. Unholiness. Ooh, ooh, all of those times I slept with somebody else and, and when I should have been sleeping in my own bed. Uh huh, sleeping with the enemy. Unholiness. Second Timothy three and two. Hebrews twelve and fourteen. See, I ain't talking about your sin. I'm talking about my sin. How I cheated on God. But yet he, since it's only begotten son, just for me, just for you, unrighteousness, wickedness, women cutting their hair short, First Corinthians 1, verses 14 to 15, women with their head uncovered, First Corinthians 11, 5 through 16, women speaking or teaching in public, my, 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 First Timothy 2, 11 and 15, First Corinthians 11, 33 and 37, Women wouldn't have to speak so much in public if men would get on their job. That's a whole nother message. There's a lot of people uh, that forgot when in the beginning God created men and women. The reason that there was an authority standard set up a hierarchy was because of the sin. And Jesus came to forgive us of all sins. And now as we work together as partners with that person that God has given you or how you have been given to them, we don't have to work in wrath or do wrong. See, once again, the Apostle Paul in Romans 7, 7 through 25 declared, but I can hear you say, if the law code was as bad as that, it's no better than sin itself. That's certainly not true. The law code had a perfectly legitimate function. Without clear guidance for right and wrong, moral behavior would be mostly guesswork. Apart from the distinct physical command, you shall not covet, I could have dressed covetousness up to look like a virtue and ruin my life with it. This is possible talking. Don't you remember how it was? I do perfectly well. The law started because there was a code. So, people, when we say the law was started out of an excellent piece of work, it was. Was that sin found a way to pervert the command into a temptation, making it a piece of forbidden fruit, going back to the Garden of Gethsemane, out of it. Many of the laws that we break nowadays is because of the forbidden fruit of it, the enticement of it, the sexual enticement of it. Some people have sex or enter into sexual relationships, and it wasn't pleasurable for them. That's not my story. Okay, let's keep going. The law code, instead of being used to guide me, was used to seduce me. Without all that paraphernalia of the law code, sin looked pretty dull and lifeless, and I went along without paying much attention to it. But once sin got its hands on the law code and decked itself out in all finery, I was fooled, bamboozled, mm-hmm. and I fell into it. I'm reading the message version. The very command that was uh, supposed to guide me into life 
cleverly used to trip me up, throwing me headlong so thin was plenty alive, and I was stone dead. But the law code itself is God's good and common sense. Each command, same and holy counsel. I can already hear your next question. Does that mean I can't even trust what is good? That is the law. It is good, just as dangerous as evil. No, again, sin simply did what sin is so famous for doing, using the good as a cover to tempt me to do what would finally destroy me. By hiding within God's good commandments, sin did not far more mischief than it could have ever accomplished on its own. So sin did far more mischief than it could ever have accomplished on its own because of the deception that the enemy added to it. So I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know that all God commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself after all. I spent a long time in sin's prison. Yes, I did. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another way, doing things I absolutely despise. If I can't be trusted to figure out what is best and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary. But but I need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it. If the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize I don't have what it takes. I will take it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to be bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, just as they are, don't result in action, something that has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. Remember, this is the message version. It is ministering to me, people. Verses 21 through 25. Excuse me. It happens so regularly that it's unpredictable and that it is predictable. The moment I decide to do good, Sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands. And it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in the delight. Parts of me covetously rebel just when I least expect it, and they take a charge. I don't know about you. This is a sidebar um, from the message version. But I've been in the very act of sin. And felt convicted After I've sinned I felt convicted And that's what this is talking about How the very parts of you Rebel against The sin that you're committing And yet you still Because of the pleasures of that sin Can still keep going But then afterwards You feel filthy You feel like you've done something wrong Because you have 
you've sinned against God. I'm going on with the message version. I tried everything and nothing helped. I'm at the end of my road. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and he does. He acted to set things right in the life of contradiction where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. I thank God, I thank God, I thank God for Jesus. Because of Jesus, every sin is under the blood. Because I've repented and I've made Jesus my Lord and Savior. On today, will you confess Jesus with your mouth? Believe him in your heart and know that he is virgin born. On today, will you repent, not apologize, but turn from that sin that you covet, that you don't want to give up, that you want to hide, that you don't want anybody to know about. It is could even be one that wasn't one of the 87 that I mentioned or the Ten Commandments. It could be something else, whatever it is. Put it under the blood. Give it to Jesus. And know this one thing, there is nothing and no one died, sacrificed themselves as a deity and yet as man in order to be your substitution, in order to be my substitution for sin. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the personal testimony that you've given me on today to share with your people. I thank you for even the things that someone else will call foolish, that you can take that very thing and make it wisdom. I ask you for your wisdom. I ask you for your grace and your mercy. I ask you for your deliverance. And I know your word says we have not or we ask not. So I've asked you, God, thank you for blessing me in the city and blessing me in the field. Thank you for making me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Thank you, God, for Jesus, for the blood of Jesus, for the very stripes of Jesus. And I bind and I rebuke the enemy of our souls that would speak against Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. And the blood of Jesus. It's against you. Go in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit. Go in the name of Jesus. You deceiving spirit. Go in the name of Jesus. Be thou delivered and made whole. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Minister Sylvia, I turn the program back over into your hands. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We receive it. We receive the prayer. We just say, God, we thank you. As we walk through the rest of this week, this year, receiving your word, receiving the prayer on the day. If you come back next Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, you can hear possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser 
speak again if you come back Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow night you can hear Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Minister Ron Montgomery speak on tomorrow night's lesson. If you come back Wednesday at 4 p.m., you will be able to hear me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, speak about Wisdom Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will be able to hear me, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, speak on what God has given me for the body of Christ on that day. So we just ask you all to keep Smile 3 and every minister in your prayer. Thank you for tuning in, for listening, and thank you for keeping God first. And if you haven't been keeping them first, let today be a change in your life to repent, receive, and keep God first. Amen. And please remember to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you, Minister Sylvia, and thank you for all of the announcements. And see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.